When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi there, I'm Don. That's Tom. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the program that has existed for a very long time, designed specifically to help you get a reasonably good education about money. We're not going to latch on to the latest hot trend. We're not going to pander to you just because it's what you want to hear. We're going to try and always tell you the truth, even if the truth hurts. 855. And sadly, yeah, yeah. go ahead with the number. 855-935-TALK yeah. is the number to call to get those hard answers to your questions. 855-935-8255. And sadly, in many ways right now, if you were a saver for retirement... It is kind of a, a tough place because you can't really put it in something that's going to pay much that is relatively safe. So people are looking for other ways to create retirement income that are easy, Don, and easy. pay a lot. Oh, and yeah. safe as can be and, and responsible. And, and this leads me to another one of Dow Jones irresponsible publications that will pander to anything you want as an investor. And here is their cover story from this week. Yes, you can retire on dividends. By the way, it doesn't say the subtitle, which is take this pill before chocolate cake and you will lose weight. Uh, that would be a very appropriate <laughs> one for this because... First, as we mentioned last hour in response to a caller or yesterday's podcast, uh, dividend stocks, for some reason, people think they're safe. I think it's only because they've been going up. I think whenever they've been doing something, we think they're going to hmm, continue doing that. Recency bias. And remember, basically all stocks have gone up in the last year it's 96 percent of stocks have increased in value so that's nothing to look at part two of that if you really just buy dividend stocks this one recommends 10, 10. which is an outrageously undiversified portfolio but in general if you just want to buy dividend stocks because you think there's some magic to the fact that they're paying more you're already limiting yourself to about half of the stocks that are in uh, publicly traded your so your diversification is going down and we would never tell you to own 10 stocks of any sort because that's just wildly risky. Well, and the other thing is, and as I, I was starting to mention, which I mentioned before, they're not safe. We tell people in our classes, do not put 100% of your money in stocks, diversified stocks, 13,000 stocks around the world, if you can't stand the potential of a 50% loss Decline. Decline in value in a, in a one-year period. Well, folks, the worst-case scenario for dividend stocks in the past was about a 60% decline. 
0.60%. That is not safe by any stretch of the imagination. And what, what Barron's is suggesting is 10 stocks, 10 stocks. Now, that is inherently unsafe. And you may say, well, they're AT&T, Coke, Con Ed, IBM, Johnson & Johnson, Kellogg, Procter & Gamble, a real estate trust, U.S. Bank Corp, Verizon. They can't go out of business. I'm going to go back in 15 years and say, well, that's true. Neither could Washington Mutual, Enron, or Blockbuster. Or These De are all great companies. Or Delta Airlines or General Motors. Sure. Of or course. WorldCom. You know, you got Verizon in there and AT&T. WorldCom was bigger at one point yeah. than some of these. But setting that aside, here's the thing I think that where the rubber meets the road for me is people believe there are stocks that will pay you these high dividends. There's a magic to it. There's, you just find the right ones that are paying higher dividends. Why are most of these paying out these dividends, which I think I read somewhere in here, there's some one of them paying four and a half or something oh I mean, no no wait um at&t is currently paying 6.9 percent dividend there's a problem I, with that dividend that's telling you the company's having trouble yeah exactly generally i my take was when they pay that higher they're trying to get you to buy the stock or their stock is way right? down and they haven't lowered their right, dividend exactly they haven't lowered the dividend the price is down and by the way if the price is down it's one of the very few that's down over the last year because we mentioned 96 percent are up over the last year. So these, the point is, this is the incredible point. Buying dividend stocks is not a safe way to increase your retirement income. And shame on Barron's for making it appear that that's the case. This is the, the, the problem with most of the popular financial press. They mislead. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi, welcome back. Don here, Tom there, 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Also, remember, you can send questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. And Robert, by the way, one of the, By the way, one of the things to be a good investor is to be patient. Robert has been very patient <laughs> yes, in getting on true. the show. Yeah. So He may hey, be a Robert, good investor. Hi, Robert. Welcome Probably to the show. Is. Good afternoon. Yeah, enjoy your show. Um First, I got a couple <clears throat> short questions. One is, I know you talked about be careful when you have people talk to you about investments and stuff. And I had been a, um, I, let's just say I saw online where I, I have some money that's in what I call safe money and then some in, in um, <clears throat> some um, investments. Uh, mutual funds, 500 index funds, but some sure. sitting on the sidelines a little bit in it nowadays, you know, it earns literally under a percent, like you had mentioned. And I, I thought I'd seen, and I know typically the annuities don't get a good uh, reputation, especially the variable ones, but I thought I'd seen where there was a fixed rate, like three-year or five-year annuity that you could get 
a guaranteed payout on after three years or five years at about two percent. What's your take on, on yeah, those? No, that, that, that fees that I have the, to be careful with. Well, no, there aren't fees on 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 fixed annuities like that that pay two percent. I've even seen some that pay three. But the word guaranteed is a bit misleading because it assumes that there is an absolute certainty, no doubt whatsoever that you will collect your money. And bear in mind, the guarantees are generally only as good as the company that backs that annuity, which is why when you look up fixed annuity rates, you'll see they vary at the high side from right around 3% to the low side of 1%. Now, why would an insurance company pay 1% on an annuity when some of their competitors are paying 3 It's because they're a more responsible insurance company. They're A-plus rated. Yeah. They're A-plus exactly. rated. The ones yeah. paying 3% are low-rated insurance companies. Well, even, even at 2%, uh, if it's a rated A company... After three years away, they told me that I, I could hit, let it carry over to another three-year, kind of like a CD. But of course, of course, you I could. could but, but Robert, here's the thing: what leads you to believe that there is a 100 percent, ain't no doubt about it, guarantee? Well, uh, I know that they're not FDIC insured, like like money in, in a money market fund or something like that. So you only have the the faith of the strength of the company that you're investing in, uh, and so I understand there's a risk there. But, okay, good. As um, long as you understand that, because remember, AIG, if it wasn't for the government bailout, there would have been us. millions, millions of people who lost money in AIG annuities. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I just was thinking everything's a trade-off. Yeah, that's a trade-off because even CDs you can't even hardly get a percent anymore. Well, we just said, uh, but but again, they're at, but they're absolutely safe because they have the yeah. full faith and credit of the U.S. government backing them up. Yeah, I understand. Okay, that, that, that kind of gives me some good guidance there. Uh, second question is: <clears throat> My wife and I are retired. We we live in a home that we've been very frugal over the years and have had the ability to pay it off. Uh, And then we are considering buying a home in Arizona to more as an, uh, to to live in and then renting this home up here. Uh, Would that be? I would not be a huge, I would not be a huge fan of that. To make some positive cash flow uh, versus what I can do. In other words, I know real estate can is also risky, but I, I'm yeah. considering doing well, that. Well, real estate is two. It's both things, Robert. One, real estate is right. risky, and it can be as risky as stocks. Uh, and two, uh, real estate, when you're owning an individual piece of property, it's a job. Whether you think it is or not, it's still going to be a job. Even if you hire someone to handle all the work, you're still going to have responsibilities that you have to handle and unexpected costs. And also bear in mind, and and this is a problem with the Seattle area particularly, you, again, recency bias comes into play in Seattle because prices have gone up for so long 
that no one believes they can they ever go down. Go down. They don't go. Hey, yeah. I, here's the thing. Okay. And, and we didn't ask Robert how old he was, but, and thank you for your phone call and thank you for listening. But I, in retirement, liquidity. I mean, you need money to pay the bills. Why would you take, have, you have one investment. There's no liquidity, right? The house, which is paid for and then go buy something else. And part two, Seattle aside, real estate can be very illiquid because if you get into a down market, and you don't want to sell as prices have gone down. Well, now you can't even unload the thing at whatever price you need to get the money. I wouldn't be running off and buying. Well, well personally, he's, I wouldn't he buy said real estate that, here. He said they were going to buy a house in Arizona to live in and, and then rent the house in rental. Seattle. I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't. Or in the metro area. Uh, you know, I, I would not do it. Not on a and this bet. Is something I've been a landlord. You've been a landlord. Well, yeah, I wouldn't I do it on a bet. I still am. And we can yeah. talk more about that. But here's the thing. In today's world, if you just said, I want to be out of Seattle for three months or whatever, and I want to go live, live here, you can do, you could do anything with VBRO, whatever you want, whatever rental place you want to, you can go stay wherever you like for whatever price you can find the, the price. And there's very prices, et cetera, et cetera. You know, cause I'm going to Arizona in a week and we got a house. We're all by ourselves and it's very nice. I mean, so I, I just wouldn't do it if it's a lifestyle thing. No way. Um, yeah. And, uh, and remember when you own a, a, a rental property, you have to okay. hope, All you right. have you're to gonna, hope that the gonna, bank does the right thing with the, uh, you're going to make me go there with the you? taxes. You got to hope that the bank pays All right, the here's taxes. The thing. All right. You know, you, th- you might've thought Wells Fargo was the worst uh, bank that until, and I'll just say it right here. Bank of America, bank of America holds the note on, on my wife's condo. And they have the escrow the account. Last, yeah, they they have the escrow account. Last three and a half years, they're very, very, you know, quick to collect the money to pay the taxes and insurance. Guess what? They had the wrong tax parcel number off by one digit. So the money they paid into the county didn't get registered properly. The taxes didn't get paid. They, they got notices, by the way. We asked the county that they hadn't been paid. Now, the next thing we know, we get served last week with the paper saying that the county is going to foreclose on the condominium because the taxes are unpaid. That's bad number one. But bad number two is my wife called them over a week ago. Do you think they'd be anxious to resolve this? No. They, they're, they're, oh, we'll get back to you. No problem. We'll, we'll take care of this later. I mean, that to me Which, is totally outrageous. It's not just outrageous. Bank of America's behavior, but it's King County's too. I agree. We it's, collected the money for the wrong account. Oh, well, tough. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. <laughs> Hi, welcome I was back a to the sleepy show. Until then, yeah, oh. got the energy going now. Eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number. Give us a call. You can also send questions in at talkingrealmoney.com, As did this person. <laughs> why? And that's why I'm laughing this at this funny. question. You want me? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you why it's funny right okay. now. I'm gonna All read right. you the question. Ready? Hi, Ron and Don. 
Well, that happens from time to time. Yeah, I know. I have a question. And by the way, some guy called you John the other day in the office, mm, just whatever. to even the score a little bit. So whatever. All right, I Ron. Don't care, but, it's fine, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Good for, I, you know, kind of like Ron. Yeah. I like Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Rolls off the Ron tongue. Ron Burgundy. Yeah, it's good. Ron Burgundy? I'll be 62 in a few months and plan to retire in mid-2023. My husband may wait until he's 65. I can go under his medical insurance until I'm eligible for Medicare. Yeah. So that, But that's all doesn't matter. <laughs> Here's the well, question. That, it does matter because it's very expensive to just go out and buy. Through I know, but it doesn't have anything so to do help. with the question, really. Ah, okay. All right. I have a rental home that I bought in 2000, but I'm ready to sell it this year <laughs> when the lease is up. Yeah. Okay. My husband wants to purchase another rental home in a warmer state with the proceeds, but I'd rather use that money for retirement and to invest it. What do you guys think, Ron? I I, I think she's the smarter of the two in the family. I agree. Okay, here's the thing. Again, I we <laughs> barely touched on this last time with, with uh, I guess it was Robert. Yes, it's right. You know, having liquidity in retirement is very important. And this is another reason I don't think people, if you're not going to stay in your home forever, would ever want to, want to especially pay 55 yeah. and older, you shouldn't be making extra payments to pay off your mortgage. Because now you have this great asset that cannot provide income for your lifestyle in retirement. So I don't think that makes sense. So no, and I wouldn't be running off, no offense to Arizona, but talk about a wild real estate market. I mean, that thing went straight up right in the mid 2000s. Then it went straight down. I think even the prices have still, what I've read, haven't even recovered to the 2007 level. I mean, this is 13 years later. As one who lives in a warmer clime, uh, Florida, there was a condominium an apartment complex that went condo down the street from our house in 2007. That building sold for $485 a square foot for these condos. Which is, for those of you who don't know, playing along at home, that's a lot of money per square the foot price, in any market. The price today in a hot market, finally, it's a hot yeah, market Florida's down here, been finally, good, yes. get this. How many How years later is it? Uh, 13? Uh, like 13, yeah. 14 almost, $250 a square foot. So those so who paid... You do the math. That's pretty easy. Those who paid almost $500 a square foot are still, still down by about half. Real yeah. estate is not. It is and not. Imagine it's not safe and it's not easy. To, you don't always make money. And imagine if you needed the cash in that, I'm using air quotes here, investment. Right. You got, you got to sell it. Now you got to sell it at half price just to get some of your money back. I mean, I, I just think making those purchases and again, real estate for the two of us, I'm speaking for you here is lifestyle where you want to live. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not, it shouldn't be viewed as I'm going to get rich doing this unless you're really going to be a real estate magnet, own numerous properties, have them be cash flow and turn it into a business. Okay, go ahead and do but that. That's but that's a business. Not that's so not much. an investment yeah. anymore. I agree. Yeah, uh, and when, the, when these guys on the, on, uh, you know, these podcasters and the like call this passive investing when you own like 10 real estate pro, that's not passive investing. That's active business operation. And by the way, by the way, um, you, one of the biggest reasons why, in the past anyway, real estate has felt safe is because there's not a big ticker on the front of the house 
showing you the change you. in price from day to day. Imagine if it was, imagine if you're driving to work, that your house today went from $491,000 down to three hundred. Oh my, I got to do something. Well, that's, that's why, why I people use, feel iffy about stock markets. That's why I use past tense because uh, operations like Zillow are changing that because you could get your, the, the, the value of your home on an almost daily basis. And how often can you get it now? On Zillow, it's all the time, but it used to be you oh, couldn't okay. know it unless you brought in an appraiser. Ah, and had well, a, I see what you're saying. But now, yeah, you can go to Zillow and go, yeah. oh, wow, my house went way up. I'm selling it. Mine's gone way up. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. Does it seem to you? Oh, by the way, I want to give out the phone number, 855-935-TALK. Call us. We've got lines open Call now. now. Call yeah, right now. Do, yeah. Don't wait, mm-hmm. because then you're going to get all bogged down later, and you're going to go, well, I didn't get through. Well, good news is you can call us 24-7, too. But have you ever noticed, I have, that the financial services industry tries to make it appear that investing, investing, just Putting your money in something is really complicated, convoluted, and requires all of this advice from these people who are skilled at picking stuff. You know, that part of the business, that part of investing, that is just incredibly simple. It is so straightforward. It is so easy. But there is part of this business that's really, really difficult, but not for the reasons you might think. Well, and what we're talking about is personal finance, right, is the plan, because the plan should be central to anything you're doing in terms of investing. And and I found it interesting that a young person uh, writing for CNBC, it's about a 600-word piece, the title was Stop Saying Personal Finance is Simple, It Isn't. And her take was, she's struck by how many experts argue that personal finance is really quite easy. You follow the rules. Wealth and happiness will come your way. And then she points out, well, but anyone who struggled to make ends meet, made an impulse purchase uh, when they're sad or happy or fought with a partner over credit card bill knows that money is anything but easy. Then she launches into the five reasons that personal finance is not simple. It's not you can't just give the rules and one of them is, by the way, life is unpredictable. Absolutely. I mean, you may be on a path, and then that path has to vary. Uh, families shape our money values. And in her case, one of her parents was an addict. Uh, that obviously sets up some very interesting decisions around finance. People want different things. I have no argument with any of those. And by the way, she grew up in Tennessee listening to a guy named Dave Ramsey. So she really oh, got Well, she got some really great advice, advice there. <laughs> Money, money advice from her parents and from Dave Ramsey. And then, but where she ends up, I think is important. She says, money is boring and you're not. Totally makes sense, right? That, that, that makes sense. Money is boring. And she goes into this paragraph where she says she's interviewed hundreds of experts, including millionaires and billionaires. Uh, she's They're not people, experts. They're just rich. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but she's learned that people who are most successful with money stick to 
routine habits that operate independently from their emotional highs and lows. I remember you recently saying, you got to squeeze the emotion out of all this or you'll kill you. Sounds familiar. Uh, and, and then she said, no matter what's going on in their life, they contribute to their retirement fund. They make on-time payments. They calculate interest rates on mortgage. They make sure their credit score is good. In other words, they do the boring stuff even when it's not so thrilling. So while she says personal finance isn't simple, quit saying it is, she really does point out that it actually, there's some pretty simple rules. If you follow them, you're probably going to be in good shape. Right. But what, and what I think she's alluding to in here is the simple fact that most people don't do very well. The, the root of this is we don't do well controlling our emotions. She's saying if you take the emotion out of it, do this regularly, do that regularly, do all of these things in a disciplined manner, it's not. That's the word. Right. But That's the, the problem that, is being self-disciplined is really hard. I know. And I got to make a decision about lunch here in just a few minutes. I understand those things. I, I could either do the fruit or, or I could have the chips. The chips sound so much better. Than you're the going fruit. for the that's Greek fries. Uh, that's dinner. Oh, so, <laughs> so chips here, and, and Greek fries. You're dead I by know, tomorrow. I, <laughs> you pointed out the word though, discipline. If you set things up, if you set up automatic deposits from your income into something that's invested properly, mm -hmm. well, then you don't have to worry about it. If you have a method of a, a discipline as to your spending, then we're always going to have things that we add. Oh, I got to have that. I got, okay. But if in general you have a discipline about those two things, you're about 90% down the road. And right then, there. and then you know what you know yourself, you know your tolerance for risk. You build a portfolio for that tolerance for risk, and you discipline yourself to maintain that portfolio, to remain disciplined in your investments, and now you're at 99% of the battle. And by the way, just remember, even last year, just investing... You were in the top 96% because 96% right. of the stocks made money. So you didn't you had to be smart at all. I mean, this is very simple. 855-935-TALK is our number. We're talking really important stuff. We're talking real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Once again, that number is 855-935-TALK. Good 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call us anytime with your questions, or you can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com, or you can call us live on Saturdays like Irene did. Hi, Irene. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. I just haven't ever done this before, but I listen to you guys quite a bit, so I'm interested in the real estate angle of things. I'm one of those foolish people that thought real estate was a good idea. And now I have a home in Montana and a condo in Kirkland, and I want to dump everything and have some fun in my life. And I'm just tired of seeing $5 from BECU in my money market, you know, per month. And it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be a landlord yeah. anymore. I hate it all. So I need help on investing oh, oh. once I sell my properties, and I'm worried about capital gains. 
Well, okay. <laughs> the one. One's your residence, correct? I'm, I, Irene, I was going back and forth between, yeah. But is one of them your primary residence? Yes, the Kirkland condo right now is. I was going back and forth for many years, and then I finally just put renters in the Montana house, and I'm living Okay, in but which one's right worth there. more? Which one's worth more? Uh, they're real close, but probably the condo in Kirkland. And I, okay, uh, good. I just, good. Because how much is the condo in Kirkland worth? Probably 500000 Perfect. Perfect. How much do you pay for it? The problem, um, 206 and I only owe 140 Perfect. You're going to be able yeah, to get out of great. that one with, yeah. with no taxes. You're going to get a, an exclusion from capital gains on that. Um, on on most, 250 On 250 But the fact of the matter is she can roll in a lot of expenses that she's That's true. Uh, over the years. Things she's, over the years. So, yeah, how long have you owned it? Uh, this is my eighth year, but yeah, I had to totally remodel it and put in a new kitchen then, for thirty. Ah, you're like so close to having zero taxation on that, and on the other one, remember your tax will be at the capital gains rate, which is the lowest tax 15. rate. And, and so, don't worry, don't take taxes off the table. Just take them off the table because things that you'll do to eliminate or reduce the tax will also reduce or eliminate sanity from your portfolio we, we as we stated sometimes the tax tail wagging the dog people have a tendency to think that so okay. uh, yeah i would go ahead and sell the condo mm-hmm. and you don't worry about the money you get after later we're happy to take your call about that i mean if and we'll, we can talk about but, how to invest it but yeah that's the thing you're not ready to invest it yet irene you got to get these things sold get the money into a bank account then it's time then it will be time for you to sit down and determine what you need that money to do for you what you want that money to do for you and how much risk you're willing to or must take to have it do those things i would get that condo on the market by monday morning i mean the market is so hot right now in the seattle area boom you're going to sell that very quickly. A condo in Kirkland, great piece of property to be selling right now. I think. Um, I have a second question about the house in Montana then. Okay. Can Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. Hello? Oh, yeah, I'm we're sorry. here. I was on Rent it to Kevin Costner. He's going to be up there shooting. I thought Don. Oh, for his new, for uh, the show? <laughs> his TV show, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. kidding. Go ahead. What well, do you want to know? Hurry up. My, okay, my kids, all my kids and grandkids live around the Kirkland area. That's why I bought the condo, because I was tired of driving back and forth. But my house in Montana is a half a block off of Flathead Lake in a really nice area. And the lease is up on that in May. I figure if I dump the condo fast, I could go back and live in the Montana house and people have told me, but nobody that has any background like you guys do, have told me if I go there and live there for two years, I can do the same thing with that house in Montana yep. that I'm yes. doing with the condo. Yep. Yes, you can. You were just yep. making me smile when you said that because I'm going, yep. you can do the same thing all over again. And you get the you get the exemption again on your taxes, so you're in great shape. Yeah, that's a bunch of free money. 
Well, being smart, I've done because invest- to be at this age of my life and and not have a portfolio or investments, I'm listening to all these other people, and I go, I wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah, well, it looks to me like how, how much is your how much do you still owe on the Montana property? On the Montana property, I only owe a hundred and fifty-five, I think, and I bought it for two sixty and. Now it's uh, the the market there is going so fast. Everyone keeps calling me. Every realtor over there keeps calling mm-hmm. me. Can we sell your house? Can we sell it for you? And I go, no. I'm just going to put an ad in and sell it myself. I don't need. Yeah, you, you might as well fizzbo the heck out of that. On the market for more than a week over there. Yeah, then sure, fizzbo it if you can. But live there for two years. Live there for two years. Go ahead with that one because you're going to lose fifteen percent of your gain of that 250,000 or so, 200,000. Yeah. You're going to lose 15% okay. of that. There's a it's not real likely that we're going to see the real estate market decline by 15% in Montana over that period. It could happen, but I think that's a reasonable risk to take. Uh plus it also spreads this out a little bit. So you're going to get a few hundred thousand dollars to invest from the Kirkland property. You can start building a portfolio with that and then add to that portfolio after you sell the Montana property and then determine where you want to live and what your lifestyle is going to be. I'd say go ahead and make those moves now and then call us when you got the money. We'll try and give you some guidance. We'll Does that you. help, Irene? Hey, yeah, I signed up at vestry.com, but I never heard from anybody. I've done it twice. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, oh, boy. I went online, oh, boy. I put oh, oh. my name and all my information. No one's called me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, Irene. Neil, you've got my attention Irene, you've now. got Tom's attention because he's the head of the company. And so his ears just I'll, perked up. I'll go up. back and do it again. How's nope. that? Well, would you do that today, please? Um, uh, and as a matter of fact, do me a favor. Just go to go to vestry.com and on the contact form, or no, better yet, just send your information to Tom at Vestory.com. He's the head of the company. He will personally make sure this gets handled right away. Okay? Thank you for your persistence. Thanks That's a million, a you guys. I just You're I awesome. love listening no, to you, and you make me laugh a lot. <laughs> Glad to do it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Irene. By the way, one place I would not invest. This is easy. Yeah. I would not put it in lean hogs because lean <laughs> hogs made six. Well, they made six and a half percent last week. You're not or this week. Pardon me. And yeah. you know what? You know oh, what? In you know one week? Wow, we got a big in one week. Big fat percent. pig profit. No, lean, those are the lean hogs. Oh, those are the lean hogs. You know what? what you know is what, a lean? Ho- the, aren't all hogs fat? Then don't. Do you know what happened to the fat hogs? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know. They got slaughtered. <laughs> I'm sorry. They got. Sl- it was so funny that he made me laugh. They got slaughtered. Okay. Oh, okay. It seemed funny. You at the laugh time. at dad jokes. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. You really that's, do. I guess that's really not funny. But I can bulls, help bulls, and bears get rich. Myself. Pigs get slaughtered. I know. I know. But it just seemed too obvious when I saw lean hogs were the top performer of this week, up six and a half percent. I had to bring up the fat hog joke. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm letting it go now. <laughs> I'm not though. Well, this show's over, uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Apparently so. Now, really, that, that start editing. That pretty much the editing begin. <laughs> that pretty much kills the whole thing off. And know, you know, we were actually know. doing really well up to that point. I know. I'm it was, sorry. It was it was one of the more memorable uh, shows in a while up to that point. You had to go and ruin it all. 
Get the get the get the the, the cutter out. Get yeah, the, you know, it used to be a razor. Used to be a razor. Now yeah, it's just that's digital. That's right, razor. I know. It's Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. <laughs> no, oh. stop talking to us, studio. No, we are not going to tell the joke again. Stacy says, tell the joke again. No. Don won't let me. Sorry, Engineers I... should not should not commit. <laughs> this is not Frazier. Yeah, that's true. Roz, they would be Roz. There. Yeah, exactly. You know, have you ever exactly. noticed Stacy does sound a little like Roz in our headphones, though? Mm-hmm. You know, she yeah. does. She has mm-hmm. that same voice. Yeah. I started watching yeah. Frazier again because there's, great it's coming back. I know it's coming back. I don't, is it, I don't think it's set in Seattle though. Next time. Oh no, I think it's somewhere else. Oh no, sorry. Well, that's right. We only have 20 seconds to remind you that, by the way, you can still watch the Retire Meet videos for a little while longer. At retiremeet.com, you can learn about how to build a portfolio, how to create income, estate planning, long-term care, Social Security, all of that stuff. It's all free. It's only available for another week. That is retiremeet.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.